Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Women Entrepreneurs Radio Show or podcast, depending on how you're listening, if you're listening to us live right now, or if you're downloading us later. This is Julie Anderson, and I am very excited to be with you today to share some more wisdom, insight, assistance, uh, experiences, stories, all of the above for all of you women entrepreneurs out there in the world. We are so excited to always be able to connect with new female entrepreneurs who are, you know, just really making a mark on the world today and to, in, in their business and in their sphere of influence. And today is no exception to the rule. We have an amazing woman to be with us. Not only is she an amazing woman as a person, I just love her energy when we are together, but also she has a dynamic way of coaching and of assisting people to achieve more in their life, their business, and their relationships by shattering the glass ceiling and really getting into their head and figuring out what's stopping them and helping them work beyond that. As the brain lady, and most of you know me, uh, have come over or have heard me in my Brain Lady Speaks radio show, and in there, you know, I love the psychology and I love the science behind the psychology, and that's part of what our guest today shares. So I want to give her as much time as possible to talk, so let me real quick read you a little bit about our guest today. Her name is River Easter. And she is a the life coach. River is a certified life master consultant and has a master's in organizational development. She coaches individuals and teams on clarifying goals and accelerating results. Ooh, I love that. Accelerate those results. Her experience and passion for growth and transformation is evident through her creativity her and commitment to creating effective working environments where people are engaged and empowered to create a world they love. She has a Bachelor's of Science in Forest Management from Oregon State University, and that launched her career into environmental policy at a national level. Working within the government organization led her to seek out effective tools for providing collaboration, leadership, and innovation. She has worked for private, nonprofit, and government sectors in the process of improvement, strategic planning, stakeholder collaboration, and facilitation. For over 20 years, She has studied transformation success principles, taking an integrated, holistic approach. River combines her life experience and broad background of studies with academic theories and systems thinking, immigrant processing, and emergent (laughs) processes, dialogue, quantum theory, and human systems dynamic. I am so happy to have her on the program today. River Easter, welcome to the Women Entrepreneurs Show. Hey, thank you so much, Julie. And I just want to, I should put in my my bio every diet on the planet, too, just to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) something else out there. But thank you so much for having me and for having this great show about how to empower women and uh, you're, you have really given a space to bring women in so that they have the opportunity to grow and to learn 
and you are an amazing person. So thank you for showing up in the world. Thank you. See what a wonderful person she is. I didn't even have to pay her to say that. That was just <laughs> that was just her being her wonderful self. Well, River, you have a lot of experience in a lot of different areas. And recently you've really stepped into that working with entrepreneurs. And since what we have, our main audience is the female entrepreneurs, we were going to talk today about the topic of shattering your income's glass ceiling and really stepping into your power. So we heard your professional quote unquote bio, but tell us what, what made you interested in becoming a coach and consultant and stepping out of that, you know, those other career positions that you had and developing your own business. Okay, great. That, uh, boy, well, the, let me try to wrap it up really fast uh, is that I, you know how you're you're led along your path, and uh, sometimes it's us um, um, has less twists and turns. Why well, I had a lot of twists and turns in it because I had a lot of interest, and but always I was I was uh, introduced to the transformational space when I was lead when I was in forest, and I had large groups of stakeholders that had all kinds of different ways that they wanted to use the resources, and all of them were very adamant. So I was trying to figure out how do we get to work together so we can use the resource to the best of our abilities, and that led me into finding, uh, you know, how could I be a better leader? It dropped me into a transformational space. I also wanted to work with how can we collaborate which then led me down roads like uh, nonviolent communication and the dialogue process and uh, ended up, I eventually went into uh, working, I got a master's in organization development, which was really organizational change. And the, the program that I went into was their it was based in psychology and it was really about the use of self as your greatest instrument for change. And I just love that use of self as the greatest inf- in- instrument for change. And also along that way, there was a lot of discontent that I had in my life and I was trying to figure out, well, how can I be the best person in my life? And when my life was kind of unraveling, actually not kind of, it was unraveling at the seams. I, uh, my marriage was looking like it was on the rocks. My, my son was in a crisis. I was, uh, I was, I felt powerless and hopeless and actually kind of stuck, even though I had had all this, you know, all these things there, uh, all this training And then I ended up finding, I I had the wrong recipe and I ended up finding the right recipe, you know, just at the right time. It was just the universe answered my prayers. And, and now that's how I got into being a coach and the system that I teach has just helped thousands of people and it totally works. I love that. I love that. And I want to put a side point on here too. On the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire site at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com, if if you like what River says, I'm going to give you all of her contact information will be on the show page as well as we'll give it at the end of this show. 
and a little something something that she's got going for you. But she's also one of our premier experts for women entrepreneurs extraordinaire. So she, that just shows you the level of professionalism and knowledge that she has because we are not only does she have her own uh you know her own business but other businesses are reaching out to her to help uh you know facilitate and grow the their customers knowledge and help their customers to receive more growth now when we're talking about this women entrepreneurs sphere this world of women entrepreneurs what are some of the challenges and i know that you work with if you're listening and you're not a female entrepreneur don't don't stop listening don't you know don't disconnect because I know that River works with people beyond that field as well. But what are some of the challenges that you find or are out there for people to not be able to step into their power that holds them back from breaking that income glass ceiling? What are some of the challenges that you see that you help people with? Well, thank you for asking it, Lee. I'm really glad that you shared that even though I've, um, I'm going to talk directly to uh, women. I've, I've actually given the speech to women and men, and they both are like, well, you, you just can't say it's just for professional women because men do this also. And it, it really is, but I'm tailoring it um, because it is the Women's Entrepreneur uh, podcast that I want to uh, uh, both of it, so both sexes will benefit from what I'm saying, and so I would say one of I've done a lot of research on this, and one of the number one mistakes that women, professional women, and this is women that are in business too, so women that hold jobs, high, very high level women, uh, make these mistakes. So it's not it's the it's you it's applicable to everybody. So what the number one or the, the number three mistake that women make is they overthink. So they're, they're like second guessing it. It's, it's, you know, you think deeply upon it. You think about contemplate, consider, meditate on, uh, ponder, chew. I mean, I, can you relate to this, Julie, this overthinking Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's where doubt then starts coming up, right? You know, it's like they overthink and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't know if I can do it or not. Right. Yeah, exactly. Research on women's brain versus men discovered that women's brain have around 30% more neuron activity than men. In other words, we are wired for more thinking. Uh, The mistake is we think we we overthink about the wrong things. So we use our thinking to terrorize ourselves. We overthink negative consequences. We focus on the problem and not the solution. And it freezes our ability to make decisions. We, you know, we have destructive thoughts that distract us and keep us from trusting our inner intuition and employing our enhanced ability of intuition. You know, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, we get flooded with worries and doubt. How many of us, like, wake up in the middle of the night and, like, cringe over the things that we thought about or that we wish that would, that we said that we wish we would have done differently and um, or that we're worried about? And it really 
suck energy and we lose confidence. And so, uh, and this is the other, another research point that I was a very, I wanted to bring in here is that um, it may explain why women are 70% more likely to have anxiety and stress, which leads to depression than men. And uh, women are twice as likely to have generalized anxiety disorder than men. I mean, think about how many women do I, I mean, I know and that you know that have a glass of wine at night. It's like the habit to relax. Oh, uh, so I don't. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you're totally right. I, I, I don't personally do that, but I do know a lot of women that they're like, oh, I want, where's my bottle? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, it's like a a thing. The other mistake that women do is we wait for permission. So it's like we want validation from others. It was um, the, the operational definition is authorization, consent. We want to have it sanctioned, the seal of or stamp of approval, the thumbs up, the go ahead, the green light. It's like we're getting, you know, we want some kind of validation before we go forward. And this was, I'll just use this for an example. I was on, I needed some tech support. I was, uh, so I was on the tech line and I was talking to an incredibly competent woman. And I don't know why this even came up in our conversation, Maybe she was looking at my website. I, I, I have no idea. But she wanted to apply for a job, and the job was she, – she wasn't going to do it. She wanted to apply for a job that was a raise, you know, more money, a promotion, but she didn't want to do it because she didn't meet all the requirements, and that's really common Women will not apply for positions unless, one, they're asked to do it, or the other is that they meet all of their criteria. And I don't know if you've looked at those job applications now and the requirements. It's like you have to have so many. It's almost it, – it really seems impossible. My sister went through this. She's a UX designer, and uh, it, it is – crazy. And so I, I told her about the statistic that women are, they need, they need, they won't apply for a job unless they meet, a, you know, almost a hundred percent of the requirements. Whereas men, they will apply if they meet 60% of the requirements. So they don't, they're, they're going to go ahead and apply because they're going to, they're saying to themselves, well, I might not, but I might as well go for it because if I don't know it, I know I can learn the job. So they have it, that more. Is, go ahead. That is so, no, I was going to say that is so fascinating. I didn't realize that. Yes. Yeah. I know I've done this. Ha- I have so much research on this talk. I, I have a lot of it. and But I just want to highlight the main points of 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 it and then give some really helpful tips that you that women can do 
uh, to help them to gain more confidence and to continue to, you know, apply for those jobs. And of course, that woman applied for that job. I do not know if she got it. I should call her back up and see. Um, but she did apply for the job. She's like, oh, well, I'm going to apply for it. Just gives us this extra boost of to know that we can't, you know, just try it out. Just go for it. Uh, the other, this is the other thing that I think is really important is the use of upspeak. Have you heard of upspeak, Julie? No, I haven't. This will be new for me. Okay, so upspeak is the raising of your voice at the end of a sentence. You know. Oh, okay. Like yes. Uncon- yes, we unconsciously make our comments sound like a question in order to deflect criticism. It encourages reassurance, and it distracts from the validity of our argument. Like you really don't know what or have the confidence in what you're saying. And research didn't see this pattern in men. Men actually err on the side of overconfidence. And yeah, I have heard that their voice, yeah, their voice actually is lower at the end of the sentence versus a woman's. Ford in the hearing about Kavanaugh's nomination used up speak. Here's this incredibly, you know, well-educated, well-groomed woman uh, listen to her testimony and contrast that, her, the verbal patterns of her speech to the Arizona prosecutor hired to question her. Very different delivery. You didn't question the prosecutor. She said what she said with confidence. So that's a tip here is say it like you mean it. And it is a, what do you, it's a habit that we've gotten into as women. And the other is that women don't ask for, they wait for permission. They wait for somebody to say, well, why don't you do that? And that's like, it, it's like we did super good in school. If we, if, if we could be in school forever, we would have, we would rule the world. Uh, but that it's, it's like we, if we're in school, we do really well. But then once we get out of school and get into the workplace, we actually have a completely different set of rules. And that is what really stops us. And women, this is another really good statistic. Women earn $500,000 less than their male counters right out of college. And the gap continues to widen over women's careers. And, and contrast wow. this, that women now hold more degrees in undergraduate masters and PhDs than men. So academically, women are really excelling. But even though they're excelling and they're more educated and they get better grades, as soon as they get at their first job, just right out of the gate, they're earning $5,000 less on average than men. Wow. Yeah, so that's, really, that's a sad statistic, isn't it? it <laughs> that is, it is, it really is. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why uh, there's a great book out there called uh, Linda Babcock. She's a professor of ec- economics at Carnegie Mellon University, and she wrote Women Don't Ask. And she found that in her research, that men initiate salary negotiations four times as often as women. Did I say that right? Men initiate salary negotiations four times as often as women. 
And when women do negotiate, which is four times less, they less than men do. Wow. So right off that, the bat, here's that's another shocking. tip, women. Yeah, here's another tip. I mean, and this goes for entrepreneurs, too, because where are we undervaluing ourselves? And so you want to ask four times as much for salary negotiations, for a raise in your salary. And you want to ask 30% more than you think you should ask for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a, a really big tip. And coming to the, I know we need to wrap up here, and I just, I want to leave it with the number one mistake that women make, and it's not just women, it, but the number one state mistake that women make is fear of failing, risk aversion. They're risk averse. They're, they're, they're it's, it's like they're afraid of uncertainty, precariousness, definition, instability, insecurity, perilousness, riskiness. I mean, just even saying those words, are they making you cringe out there or feel uncomfortable? <laughs> we're, we're, and, it, and it's normal. We're, we're outside our comfort zone. So our paradigms really kick in. And what are your paradigms there? Uh, your mental models, your belief systems. And we don't even know that we have these belief systems. We're like little fishies swimming around in water going, what do you mean? What water? What water? And yeah. it's, it's really apparent when you go to either, you know, you marry into a family that has a whole different set of belief systems or you go to another culture, and that's where you start to really see your belief systems. And that's what I'm here for, is I'm here to help you unpack those belief systems. I'm here to help you unpack what, you know, you'll be taking an uh, action that is getting you not the result that you want because before that you had a thought that was something like, well, I'm not good enough. And then you had a feeling which was maybe anxiety or fear or maybe that you just, you just avoided right? That's what a lot of people do. They avoid, that's what procrastination is really about. Or they get mm-hmm. into overwhelm, overwhelm yeah. or, you know, I don't know how to do it. And once that seems to be a big one for women, once they get to, I don't know, then all bets are off. They kind of just go into overwhelm and they avoid or stop doing whatever they were wanting to go for. And that's where I come in is to really help them. They actually do know or if they don't know, they know somebody that does know. They can find, they can figure it out. And yeah. um, it comes to that. The other is, is this was a very interesting statistic for me, is that fear of public speaking is the number one thing that stops women from running for office or other political activities. That's crazy. You know, and, and I understand, yeah. I understand the way the brain works, but you're absolutely right. That's something I'm discussing. I discussed on the, the brain lady speaks show today is, is just that what your brain does to you and how it stops you in ways that you don't even realize it. You don't realize okay, that well, that's the reason. To... 
I'm going to have to that one because I just, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we like each other so much is that this is just all this neuroscience is really, it's, it's great to, because it really is, we've rewired and, and uh, I'm just going to bring in one more thing is that um, when boys fail and I'm using boys because they were using um, like sports. And this right. is that they take it in stride and they believe it's a lack of effort. But when girls fail, they take it personally and believe it's a lack within themselves. Mm-hmm. And so when in high school, there was such, there's such a huge drop in confidence level with between uh, girls and, you know, before and then when they get into high school and that's why they 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 realize that that kids that were in sports were much more successful in life if they actually took on sports and that's why that whole title 10 came about to get girls to stay in sports i had no idea that was because all this research that was done and 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 it's because it when you're in on a team or you're playing in some kind of sport activity that you learn about failing. Like you take failing as a a lesson versus as, Oh my God, I failed. And so you're developing resiliency really. It's like a way to develop resilience. And so if there is, uh, I have to recommend a book. It's called the growth mindset by Carol Dweck. And it, it really talks about a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and set and women have fixed mindsets in leadership, entrepreneurship. So get this women, ladies out here is that we're coming into entrepreneurship with a negative right away on it, in our brain in the way that we, our culture is that entrepreneurship that we don't think that we're good at it. Uh, public mm-hmm. speaking, speaking, asking for raises, and financial investment. So these are all areas that they've found that women, I mean, in all of our research, women have come up consistently, statistically significant, that we have fixed mindset. So mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we have to stay there. We can right. actually make a difference. And we can do that by rewiring our focus. We essentially have to get out of our negative reactionary loops and focus on what we want versus what we don't want. We need to focus on on solutions, not on the problems. We have to focus on self-generative thoughts. So thoughts that are uh, not beating ourselves up, but thoughts of love and compassion and thoughts like, I do have what it takes to make my business work uh, versus, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And the other focus on gratitude. Uh, you can also do power stances. Power stances bring is it's a neural response. It's, and actually, any of these things are causing a chemical reaction in our body, 20 days to rewire a neural pathway and a new positive habit. Uh, this another strategy is clarity, and uh, the other is when in doubt, take action. 
So in other words, start out with small action steps and, you know, to practice getting in leadership positions in, you know, say, for example, if you're in a company or on a team, practice doing, you know, taking on leadership roles. Maybe it's a really small leadership role at first. It could be as simple as uh, gathering, take, taking up the banner on a, you know, a fundraiser that you're doing. But start out and, 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 and just practice this muscle of taking risks. So raising your hand in a meeting with, this is another statistic, women, if there is more than 50% of men in the room, women talk 75%. Wow. And that's, (laughs) yeah. And because women think relationally, it's really, we need to get women speaking. And especially with teams, the more women that are on a team, the the higher the effectiveness of that team. But if women are talking... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree 100%. I'm always telling people you need on your board advisors, your teams, your board of directors, you need to have both male and female perspectives. It's the way you need the roundedness the, the, uh, that you're going to get from having the input from both. And yeah. a, a beautiful, beautiful information. Okay, yeah. And the other thing I want to, so a new techie buzz phase is fail fast. So using failure as a way of gathering information for what you need to do uh, differently. So mm-hmm. learning. So actually failing as learning versus failing yes. as it, it means something about me. What if it means yes. nothing about you? Uh, yes. So it, I have a lot of other tools, and I really want to give a handout with all these different tools. Uh, I, did, I do have the Aligned Life uh, Roadmap. But if anyone wants to just uh, email me at River at River Easter to get these, you know, the mistakes and the uh, things that they can do, the tips and strategies, the tools to help them to overcome those mistakes. I would love, love, love to do that. And I'll also put it on my website as soon as I get it up there. Absolutely. I would love for everyone to, I just, I, as so much of what you said is, is beneficial. It resonates. I love it. Uh, Like I said, this is one of the reasons why she's one of our premier experts because she has this large level of knowledge. And I mean, we could just go on talking for easily a couple of hours on this topic and you would gain something every minute of, of her discussion. So great information river. I, I encourage everyone to go to the website, go to rivereaster.com. Um, when you go there, you're going to find ways, forms that you can fill out where you can stay connected. And I do believe that you have a, uh, you obviously have coaching programs that are, the listeners can tap into, but you have a complimentary laser coaching session that you are offering to the listeners. Is that correct? I do. I actually do. It's a great one because you get clarity on what it is that you would love. Uh, so many people, the first thing when I ask them that question, they like, well, I don't, that's a great question. I don't know. It's some version of, I don't really know. And right. which is normal because we're not tr- trained. We're actually trained the opposite. Don't even ask for what I love. I'm just going to try to get what I think I can get. 
And mm-hmm. um, so you get more clarity, you get uh, some underlying, you know, some hidden challenges that are keeping you from your success. So I help you identify that. And also you will leave inspired and ready to take action. I just actually did quite a few this week. I know it's only Wednesday, but my whole week was almost all about it. And there are so many people that got so much out of them. So uh, definitely take advantage of this. And you can also sign up for other events on my website because I do occasionally give uh, a Zoom coaching call uh, uh, you know, free one to jump on if you're struggling with something. Love it. Love it. And I was just looking at your site and it looks like you even have a, a vision board workshop coming up and just lots of stuff. So reach out and connect with River. And thank you, River, so very much for being on the program today. You, We're going to have to have you back. As a matter of fact, River and I have talked about doing a Facebook Live. So we're going to have to get that on on schedule too. That would be a lot of fun. So thank you for being a guest on the program today. And for any of those listeners who want to reach out to her, please do. I encourage you to. I updated the show page. I have a direct hot link there. If you are uh, um, looking at the Women Entrepreneurs podcast show page and you click on rivereaster.com, it's going to link you. It's going to take you straight to her website, beautiful website. So once again, River, thank you so very much for being on the program today. You, Julie, for having me and for my getting all this great information out and doing this work. I know a podcast is, uh, handling a podcast is an endeavor. So I appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you very much, River. And we look forward. I will keep the listeners posted on when we schedule that Facebook Live. So thank you for being on today. All right, for the listeners, if you are – sorry about that. I just cut her off. Didn't mean to do that. We just need to wrap up here really quick. Uh, Again, reach out to River if you can, uh, or I encourage you to. Just do that complimentary consultation with her. You know, that's what you'll walk away with from just that time that you spend with her, whether or not you contract her further, which I encourage you to do that. But if you don't, then you're still going to get the benefit of the information that she has to share. Now, if you're a female entrepreneur who would like to be on, featured on this program, then reach out to me. Shoot me an email at info at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. There is a link on the show page. Remember, it's all plural, women, entrepreneurs, with an S, extraordinaire.com. You can also visit our amazing resource site that we are building under the same name. It's www.womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. You will find a lot of information there. Also, like our page on Facebook. Tap into us on Facebook, the same name. The link is on the show page, Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. If you want to join our group, if you have a business that you want to tell us about, that you want to get to know, you want to connect with other dynamic business women, then join our Facebook group. Again, link is on the show page for today. I also want to encourage everyone, we did start in February, our Women Entrepreneurs Podcast Station. That is Women Entrepreneurs Podcasts, plural, everything's plural, dot com. Join us. There are so many. You heard it today. River shared that women are not speaking. They're not stepping into that. Well, if you want to do more 
public speaking, if you want to share your wisdom, your message, if you want to be interviewing with people like I am and sharing their message, then start a podcast. It's not expensive. We do all of the training. We help you set up the show page. We maintain all of that for you. So really, it's easy. Reach out to me, info at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. And we will set up an appointment to talk about podcasting. I also did a podcast on podcasting here on the Women Entrepreneurs uh, podcast station. Uh, I believe it was two weeks ago, last week. I can't remember. It was a few weeks ago. Listen to it. See if it's something that resonates with you. If it is, reach out to us. Let's get you started in expanding your business through podcasting. If you just want the resources, visit the website. And if you want to talk more with me, the Brain Lady, or you want to listen to the Brain Lady Speaks radio show, then check out BrainLadySpeaks.com. For now, I want, I'm want i going to close out the show. I thank everyone for taking the time to be with us today. And as you wait for the next show next week, I want you to just simply enjoy every moment.